0: All right, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am here at the...
1: Bisbee Seance Room.
0: Bisbee Seance Room in Bisbee, Arizona with Magic Kenny Bang Bang. I'm about to enter his lair. Yes. And it is fucking incredible, let me tell you. (laughs) Thank you. It looks like a... a fusion of... Victorian eighteen hundreds uh, seance with a little bit of like nineteen thirties.
1: Yes, that jukebox is from forty two. I like to say it kind of has a funeral parlor feel. It does. Yes, this is we're at rest right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's he's got a massive table that has
1: twenty seats. It's it's t- I can I can. St- st- Comfortably fit 20 people. You
0: got a classic piano in the corners. Yes,
1: that's an 1850s pump organ. That is an actual human skeleton from the 1900s. Probably 1902. Probably came over from India. Um, wow. My landlord, who has helped, uh, Ed Smith is my landlord and manager. He has helped uh, curate this room with some of these antiques. Uh, I certainly couldn't afford a $5,000 skeleton or a $10,000 jukebox, but he lets me store them in here. Nice. He found the skeleton, uh, who he named Henrietta. You can tell it's a woman by the pelvis. Yes. Um, He named her Henrietta. He found her at an Odd Fellows Hall in West Virginia in 1978. He says it's the longest relationship he's ever had with a woman. Wives have come and gone, but he's hung on a Henrietta since
0: 1978.
1: Nice. So she lives down here, and it's very fitting and very apropos to have a human skeleton in a seance room. It's crazy. So, yeah, so let's, let's sit, we can chat, we can tell. Give me with some questions. What would you like to know? Okay, Kenny, where did you grow up? I grew up in New Jersey. Um, my inspiration as a child, my grandfather dabbled in magic and he showed me a couple card tricks and it just, it changed my life, it floored me. So I was so taken aback by this that um, it sort of motivated me, you know. It, it sort of changed my whole concept on, on what I want to do for a career. Cool. All right, yeah. cool. We're going to jump back to my place.
0: So to give you an idea of what kind of character Magic Kenny is, I met him last night and he literally looked like an individual off the set of Tombstone. He came in with a cowboy hat that had a rattlesnake wrapped around it. And, uh, this morning we woke up, met for, (laughs) sorry, we get, we're walking through town. Uh, this morning we woke up and met for breakfast and then he took me to our other buddy Kenny's house and Carpenter Kenny. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we started throwing knives and I'd never thrown knives before. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been awesome. And then I just was like, Kenny, like you're such an interesting fellow (laughs) I got to get you on the podcast if you got a little bit of time.
1: And of course I do. So let's talk about, so my inspiration obviously was my grandfather. Um, He was my biggest inspiration in life. I started, I've been in the wine industry for years. I do make my own line of wine. Um, Got my sommelier certification in 2006. What's the name of your wine? It's called El Mago, which is the magician. Oh. Uh, When I'm in Mexico, a lot of people just know me as Oh, it's El Mago. You El know, El Mago. like, you know, You know, they want to see magic right away, and of course I jump right into it. So Kenny's, kinda like be... the, Kenny's
0: kinda like the Kenny's kind of like the Bisbee Town mayor, it seems like. He's out there, he's out there kissing hands and shaking babies, or is it uh Yeah, uh, something
1: like that. Kissing yeah. babies and yeah. shaking hands. Kissing clits. Like... I don't know, something uh, like that. There yes. you go, yeah. So uh so... I support that. <laughs> uh anyways, um I I was doing I got back into magic, so I was following this real Arduous wine career and I worked my way up the ladder in my 30s. I'm now 49 Uh, At some point in time. I got a position with one winery as their national director of marketing and sales. I loved it I felt I was the face behind this wine called Peltier station You know, I was traveling all over the US on their dime and and just you know I was it was it was such a great rewarding career to be at that position in your 30s What happened was their daughter? Graduated college and they put her, they groomed, they wanted me to groom her into my position. So I was laid off. I was able to collect a severance and uh, unemployment. And my girlfriend at the time said, God, you were so annoying. You're just here all the time. You need a hobby. And I said, funny you say that. I was thinking about getting back into magic. Because I had taken a hiatus for probably about, I don't know,
0: 15 years. And how long were you doing it before you took the hiatus?
1: Uh, from when like, so I was a little kid till like twenty, twenty-one. 21, you know, so... At the point in time, I was like, ah, maybe it's dorky. I, you know, I had this long, flowing locks, this beautiful mane of hair, and I was like, oh, I don't want to be the dorky magician. But I, lo-, you know, I should have just kept with it. But anyways, at thirty five, um, I started treating magic as my full time job because I was getting California unemployment, and I was just, well, screw it, I'll just, con-, you know, every day, eight hours a day, I'm just working on cardistry and coin magic, and I ended up starting doing, you know, some some parties and some, you know, just I was a very secondary income. I ended up getting a position or, or performing at a place called Hotel Congress in Tucson. Uh, it's a very historic haunted hotel. And I was doing a seasonal show for five years on their third floor in this one specific room that was very creepy. Well, at the end of October, you know, no one wants to see haunted style magic. So I would pack up all my really cool shit and go back to like sponge balls and bunnies and dumb shit like that. And I was like, I wanna do haunted magic year round. So I started really thinking about it. I said I want to pursue this as a career. And uh, I was thinking New Orleans would have been a great place. Yeah. There's a town called Jerome that's about four hours yes, from Tucson. I love Jerome. Jerome is fantastic. And then it's I was thinking similar to Bisbee, Bisbee in a yeah, way. Yeah, right? absolutely. I call Jerome the appetizer, and Bisbee's the main course. Yeah, There's just so much more to do here.
0: Bisbee's incredible, by the way.
1: Yes. We could we could do a whole podcast just on Bisbee. But um I I had I typed up this on resume paper. A business proposal to like seven of the major hotels to see if I could you know have one of their rooms to do my show in and and you know at one point in time I really was gunning for the Copper Queen and the owners were Mormon and they were like seance get out you know <laughs> they did not want me there at all and I get it and by the way just to clarify it is a theatrical seance I'm not actually speaking to the dead I'm not John Edwards from crossing over I'm having fun it's a it's a magic show disguised as a seance. Uh, we don't hold hands or anything, but it's, it's, it's a haunted history. Especially
0: now with COVID. Lord, it's so
1: (laughs) dangerous.
0: The Omicron or Moronic variant is out there now.
1: Well, I always said, if you, if you die, I can speak to the dead. You know, if you die from the Rona, don't worry. (laughs) I got you covered. Now, anyways, um, I had, I had, I was very defeated. You know, I spent a whole day with this business proposal and the, the room I just showed you, that's, it was an antique store, a, sort of a defunct antique store owned by this gentleman named Ed Smith, who you had met, obviously. Uh, he was out with us oh, yeah. last night and he was there for breakfast today. I kind of clarify. I call him my manager because he's really been great. He's just, the, but he came up to me and said, Kenny, I have a, a thought for you. When you're done pitching your idea to the hotels, I, I want to show you something. And, you know, I went up to his oh. kitchen. I said, yeah, what's up? That's, that's my dog, Little Magic. Hey, Little Magic. Oh my goodness. What are you doing? We'll have you talk in the podcast in a minute, but you be quiet. So anyways, um, he said, you know, I have this room here. Would you be interested in renting it? I said, yeah, I would like that. I said, what do you want? And he told me and I said, well, I'm just start." I told him what I normally do is I just give a 20% cut of my show. And he thought about it and he said, well, uh, okay, let's try it. And I said, I'm a man of my word and my integrity. So on a handshake, he rented me that room. And to this day. That's how I got my tattoo shop on a handshake. See, it's so. But I, I
0: said, I will
1: dump. Money into this shop over the next year, and I did. Well, he has made so much money over over the course of the years because every year it's been on on, you know, when I do twenty percent of of two thousand in a weekend, I mean, he's doing very, he's making very good money in that little room. Yeah. So it's it's been this great symbiotic relationship where he's he's helped procure a lot of the antiques that are in there, and and, you know, he's he takes pride in it like it's his own. So I'm open every single weekend of the year. I do uh, twelve to twenty shows a weekend. And it's it's very well received, and it's now my livelihood. It's it's you know it's sort of I've been five I that my five year anniversary this year, it's been going incredible. You know it's it's to be able to do what you love and make a great income out of it. You know it's yes, it's, I know. I, I want to do as it as an for, artist. Yeah,
0: you're not really even working. So last night when I was originally introduced to Magic Kenny, uh, just super nice guy, super uh, engaging. And he just busts. He's like, "Let me do a little trick for you." And <laughs> and I've seen a lot of stage magic in my life. You know, I, like I told you, I went to the Magic Castle, which you're supposed to be performing. performing at. And
1: yes, I think it's in 2024 is when I'm scheduled. I have to look at the date, but they, I was scheduled for 20 2020, and Ron ahead obviously, and they were like, "Ah, we're freezing this." You know, they were they were like, "Oh, we might have to close the castle permanently." It was all this. It was a mess. Yeah. And they just decided to reschedule some of them. No, I've never performed at the castle. It's just a bucket list thing for me to do. It's something that I want to have on the resume that said, yeah, I indeed performed Absolutely. at the magic
0: castle. Yeah, so when I... And it's really hard to get in the magic castle down in Hollywood. I knew a friend of a friend, and that's how I, I got in. But I've... You know, as a, a little kid, I was always fascinated by magic. And every time I would go to, like, the Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm, I'd always buy magic tricks. Absolutely. I wanted to be a comedian and a magician, but... Neither of those came through, so I wound up being a tattoo artist and a farmer. That's all and right. That's pretty good. That's and a, and, and a mural it. artist and stuff. Uh, so Kenny did these three tricks last night while we were at the bar, and uh, yeah, they, they were incredible. Well, I was let's just do like, something
1: for your listeners real quick. And I, this is not staged, folks. I have a book sitting here. Just take that book off right off the table, coffee table. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Um, do me a favor. Go to any page. Go to any paragraph. Go anywhere in the book and find a large word. Obviously, I'm not looking. Change pages, change paragraphs, change your mind as many times as you like. When you have committed to one word, simply close up the book.
0: Okay, let's
1: see. You're flipping around. Good job. I obviously, folks, can't see. I have my my head turned from Jeremy. All right. You got one? Do I need to remember the page? Nope. Nope, just just remember the word. You're, You're thinking of a big word? Yeah. Think of it, think of it, think of it. Jeremy, I am starting to see... The letter T. I'm seeing a word that starts the letter T. That's okay. I'm seeing a word that starts the letter T. What letter does it start with? A J. Well, that's so funny that you say J, because I was seeing a tentacle or a tendril. Is it a jellyfish? Dude, shut the front door. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) You two folks can see that at my show, Bisbee Seance Room. Yeah, so (laughs) it's just
0: like he's he's super advanced in, in his his craft. And it. it was Thank just you. like, and I noticed that last night and, and then he's like a weirdo like me he's in all these dabbling in all these different projects and really into art and, and taxidermy and yes. So give me an idea of, uh, have you ever done magic on the road or like,
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I've definitely on the road. I've, I've What been kind hired. of places? Um, I, I've been hired for various Events, you know what I mean. A lot of times, it's it's like a catered party, oh. or I get hired for weddings a lot. I don't do that that oh. much anymore, only because oh. um, I'm I'm stuck doing shows. That's that's a little magic Rally. Um, my dog is named Little Magic. Oh, he's, he's an, over there growling. He's, he's an amazing chihuahua. Little, little uh, cute little guy. So, anyways, um, I frequently just do because I have a brick and mortar, which is kind of a lost start. It's really there's not very many magic venues. That are one man owner operator, you know, one man show. And hopefully, Jeremy, you're going to get to see it tonight at some point in time. If you if you have time, I would love to do the performance for you, because then it'd be interesting for your listeners to you know even pick back up where we you, where you left off and say, wow, I, the show is definitely worth coming check it out. Yeah, you know?
0: I'm am so, so looking forward so, to the show tonight.
1: Well, awesome. So, anyways, um, back to. Uh, yeah, I, I've done magic on the road. I've certainly, I've done, you know, I was in Vegas busking for a little bit, you know, doing Fremont Street, you know, years ago. Okay. You know, I was I was just there for a, for a couple week vacation, decided to see what I could drum up. And it was yeah. good. I made some money, you know, yeah. it's fun. It's, it's, it's a lot more competitive. That's what I love about Bisbee. There's just not a lot to do here. It's this pristine, historic haunted town that was built in the early 1900s. And all the buildings are pretty much intact. I always say it kind of has this picturesque picturesque train setting you know like, like it looks like yeah. you know like a grandfather's little toy train miniature yes, train yes absolutely setting. that's what it reminds me of. i've always thought that like it's just, just so anyways um yeah i um i i love that i can do what i want but i really don't do magic on the road that much anymore i mean i'm going to see my girlfriend tomorrow in manhattan i'm sure i'll do some stuff at the bars but i'm not going there with a preset gig you know yeah like, or i'm like oh i need to hustle the streets of manhattan because i don't want to do that anymore but uh, but anyways, what other questions you got for me, Jeremy? Well, I don't want to
0: ask you too much about your magic because I know a magician never reveals his tricks. That is,
1: that is correct. Uh,
0: but can you give me an idea of some of the inspiration you got and just sure like sure. how you found you know the inspiration was it YouTube? Is it you know? I mean, I, I know YouTube wasn't around when you got started. Sure. But
1: I follow a lot of Darren Brown's style magic. Darren Brown is a magician in England who is phenomenal. Does a lot of mind reading, mentalism. And he has more of a macabre style, which I definitely invoke that macabre style. So um, I like him. There's a guy named Eric Jones that I'm good friends with. That's been on America's Got Talent and Fool Us, Penn and Teller's Fool Us, and um, phenomenal coin magician. I love watching beautiful coin magic. Um, so, anyways, you know, I do have some inspirations. Uh, every Monday uh, when I'm I don't I'm only open on the weekend, so Monday mornings I dedicate from ten a.m. to noon researching new magic i see what 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 every week you know the the main magic site something new has come out and it's the latest and greatest and i like to watch and see if there's something that that might work for the sans room and a lot of times i i do invest in new magic and some of it's crap and you're like well that was a waste of a 100 bucks but the stuff that i i am inspired by i do cut into the show i try to change the show up from time to time cuz i've probably performed it about 10,000 times so there's a level of mastery there yes however there's also a love of monotony, so I try to yes. keep it interesting for myself. You yeah, know, absolutely. that's yeah. So, what other questions you got for me?
0: Huh? Oh man, Jesus! What's some of the fa- what's some of your favorite places that you've traveled to? And
1: uh... New Orleans is a huge inspiration. That just has such dark energy. Um, I could definitely see myself doing a show there. I you would deal with a lot of drunks. I deal that sometimes in the seance room. I do have some people that come in that are, you know, I, I had one woman. <laughs> She fell asleep with her hat down, you know, and I, and I have this moment in the, in the show where I'm like, I, I'm doing a card performance and uh, it's, it seems impossible. And I, I say, you know, just the, the audience pauses and I go, wow, that is amazing, folks. And she just put her head up and goes, no, it's not. And then went right back to sleep <laughs> and started snoring. <laughs> like, well, you know, when you're, when you're doing live performances, every single, you know, Weekend, you're, you're gonna you're, get a heckler. Well, you're gonna fly, you're flying without a net, you know. You're, you really are, so you just have to kind of roll with the punches. And you know, I, I mean, it, I broke character a little bit, but it obviously made me laugh that she just said that. I was like, oh, okay, whatever, you know. So, you know, um, but I, I do love to travel, I, I love New York City. My, my, I grew up back east, um went to high school in Allentown. Uh, now when so. you
0: were you in high school were you doing like magic tricks Absolutely. for people? Absolutely.
1: Well, when I I can s-
0: imagine magic has got you uh, a, a lot of fun with the ladies. Uh, it has.
1: Yes. When I was an I got I really was honing my craft at 12 13 years old. Uh, because i wanted to talk to girls and yes. i could i could walk up and step up to women and my friends are like wow that's amazing can talk to them but i would get so nervous after performing a trick i would immediately like go back to my friends be like wow I, you know <laughs> i would be beat red and have a semi-hard on i don't remember but it was uh it was definitely an inspiration at that point in time i just love to entertain you know i think it's it's really what it boils down to is just the showmanship and that that to me is what my focus is is I don't say I'm a a great magician or, you know, I just say I'm an excellent showman, you know, it's that's, that's what I do, you know, and you'll see it's, it's the whole vernacular and learning about the haunted history and just having those, the the moments of pause and tempo and that have, it gives it that fluidity, you know, and so that's, that's really what what it's about. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a great ride. Now I'm, I'm curious to see where it's going to go ten years from now. You and know? you're
0: staying you're staying fresh and innovative. Clearly, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I, and I
1: try to stay inspired all the time. And that's what you know. I, I try to work on my craft, and I do on my downtime. I'll you know, sit in front of the mirror and work on new card sleights, new coin coin sleight of hand. So it is really keeping it fresh, you know.
0: Yeah, every I think every great artist needs to. Uh, stay fresh and and that's in every industry you see a lot of people they get burned out they they yeah, and they it's you know a lot of it's really weird like with tattooing, I'll just start getting burnt out and then I'll buy a new machine or buy some new colors Definitely. or try some new needles, or oh, I'm gonna try a new style or and it's so weird a lot of tattooers they just stay, but that's like with carpenters or anything that you're involved in,
1: yeah, yeah you, you, like you can't get stagnant and yeah. i I try to. I don't want any guest. I've always said I'm only as good as my worst show, so there never can be a bad performance. I mean, that's how I, I, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to myself, mm-hmm. and I, I really hold myself at a level of accountability in that room. That I, you know, and if you, the proof is in the pudding in the sense that if you go to Yelp or TripAdvisor or even Google, uh, it's all five stars. In fact, there was one gentleman that came in with his daughter, and I, this is two years ago, and he had just come from Utah, and he goes. We really are excited to see your show. I said, "Oh, thank you." He goes, "Yeah, you have a higher rating than the Zion National Forest. They're four point six. You're four point eight. We think you're going to be better than the Zion National Forest." <laughs> I said, "Oh, okay. it's, it's good to know." Nice. <laughs> so I- that just cracked me up. But you know, it's but that to me is just it's holding myself to a level of accountability. Even though I'm having fun doing what I want to do, I want to make sure that everyone walks away having this incredible experience. And, you know, and I like when I hear that feedback, people saying, you know, you're our favorite part of Bisbee, you know, and, and we get travelers here year round, you know, we get a lot of people from all over the U.S. and a lot of Europeans, so, and it does still have that Wild West feel, you know, in a lot Yes, of ways. absolutely. So, so yeah. Jeremy, I do have to get going soon, but do you, you have one more it. question for me? I got one more question. Okay, sure, sure.
0: Two more. They're okay. quick, right, they're quick right, answers. No
1: problem, Jeremy, of course. Uh,
0: no. One, hopes, with all this crazy shit going on on the planet right now, yeah, uh, Hopes for the future and your future, future um, of the world and the future sure. of you.
1: Well, okay, so I think it's. Well, I'm not really concerned about the future of the world. Uh, you know, it's. It, it, I'm not running for Miss America uh, or
0: civilization, <laughs> yeah. rather.
1: I'm more. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm. I hate to say it. I'm a capitalist. People. Oh no, no. Uh, I would say I just hope that I can do what I love for the rest of my life, and and just make a comfortable living. I mean, I'm. I'm not greedy about it. I just I, I like being comfortable and that's you know it's that's my hopes for the future I, I I hope I can do this till the day I die till the day I can't do it anymore I don't want to live
0: yeah Kenny's clearly very charitable and engaging yes um uh, and uh a generous fellow and and uh, it's been really awesome to get to know him and the last question is sure. And I know Go ahead. It's, it's a weird one any fears for the future
1: that is a good question um yeah, I, I guess the biggest fear would be my quality of life compromised. I'm watching my dad going through the early onset of Alzheimer's or dementia, and it's kind of terrifying seeing that, and then thinking that you know you're you're next in the conveyor belt. No, I'm you know he's he's eighty. You know I'm forty nine. Don't drink oh, so, out of aluminum cans. Exactly. So uh, so my biggest fear would be able would to lose my mental clarity and not be able to do what I love to do. So that yeah. that's that's really it. Magic is, little magic, my twelve, who's sitting in my lap, wants to do one thing for you. You ready? Are you guys listening? For my listeners out there, Jeremy's podcast, Magic, can you howl? Oh, Oh, good boy.
0: Well, on that note, Jeremy, thank you so much. Thank you, Kenny. It's been awesome. Thank you guys for listening to the Esoteric Gladiator podcast. This was a quick one. I really appreciate you getting uh, some time for me, Kenny.
1: My pleasure. Thank you. Mind,
0: body, spirit, love, healing, truth. We out.